Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Delicious Podcast with me, Jilly Smith. And this week, I'm at the latest food festival to prod at the way we think about our food choices, Amorivore, on the cool white aisle of Ibiza. Now, we may know the island for its club scene and extreme nightlife, but it's now forging a reputation for something much more grounded, food. I bumped into some of our delicious friends, River Cottage Chef and author Gil Meller, and food writer and chef Zoe Adjonio, as they took to the stage. And I asked Gil first why food festivals are such an important part of his circuit. They're really good for me. You know, it's good to get out there. They're great platforms to shout about what you're doing. And I've been doing a few things recently, a few projects that I've wanted to talk about. And I just, I just love the vibe. I love the people. I love the feeling. And um, more often than not, I get you know, good feedback. Um, it's very up close and personal. You're cooking over fire in front of people. We are smelling that sage and rosemary. I mean, you know, the, the whole place is just filled with that wonderful aroma of what you do. Is that what you're trying to achieve? Is it, is it that sort of visceral thing? Yeah, I think um, the nature of food festivals, are cha- it's changing slightly how they, how they set themselves up. It used to be this big old white marquee and it was fairly soulless and there was a chef in white demonstrating how to make one dish. Now people are embracing the outdoors, they're embracing nature, they're embracing open fire cooking, as you're saying, and it gets people really in there. And it's a performance that people can get involved with, they can smell, they can touch, they can feel the heat of the fire, they can taste at the end, and they can connect with it because they're here to, to, to be inspired. Yeah. And that's that's the kind of that's the that's the big deal, is to, to send send someone home um, having inspired them. Yeah, and they, they're hanging out with other people who are interested in food, what's not to like. Now you've been here all week in Ibiza. Tell me about Ibiza. Well we've had a glorious week. <laughs> I mean, the lead-up to the festival for us has been all about chilling out. Um, we found this amazing finca in the north of the island, which is very beautiful. And uh, it's been gorgeous weather, so um, much, much fun had by all. You know, lots of cooking, swimming. I mean, for autumn, late autumn, we've had a great run. 25 degrees on the beach, all that. But um, what I've been really looking forward to is getting down to the to the festival and, and meeting lots of the people here because this is a completely new one for me. You know, 
I, I didn't think I'd be in Ibiza at a food festival at the beginning of the year. For cook, food writer and ambassador for West African food, Zoe Ajonio, it's a great place to influence the way we eat and think about food. With a master's in creative writing, she understands the power of storytelling. A, I come from Irish Ghanaian culture, storytelling are huge parts of those cultures. And, you know, I grew up around mostly a lot of Irish people telling a good yarn. Um, so I think, I, you know, storytelling is built in me. It's something I'm, I'm quite good at doing. Um, and, and from a young age, actually, I really, really wanted to be a writer. Um, but then, you know, having an African father... It's kind of anathema. So, it, you know, he wanted me to be a doctor or a lawyer or some such profession. Um, and I did do law as my first degree, and I enjoyed the degree, but, you know, it, wasn't, it was a bit too stiff for me. And it wasn't. Actually, the, the bit I enjoyed most about law was the storytelling aspect to it, because I, I realised that in law, it's the ability to tell a good yarn yes. that, that, that can win a case. <laughs> as long as you can support it, obviously, with statutory and case law. Um, but yeah, and I, you know, it took me a long time to go back to writing. Um, as a, so as a mature student, um, I went to, yeah, I did the MA at Goldsmiths and I had a fantastic time. But I did have dreams, you know, of being literally Ernest Hemingway and drinking whiskey all day and smoking and writing amazing <laughs> prose. Um, I think that might have to wait for another lifetime. Um, <laughs> well, except that what you've done is you have written the story of West African food. And I'm very interested in the way that stories are written. It's a kind of a build it and they will come thing. Yeah, I mean, I love the way you, you use that phrase because I referenced in the talk talking about, you know, I had to very deliberately create a narrative about what, what I was doing in order to be in control of the story. And one of the things I did was from the outset was talk about this African food revolution because it was like trying to put this food on the map in a way that would encourage others to follow suit, really. And, you know, for me, the only way I knew how to do that was through storytelling and it was through my personal relationship and journey with the food. And a lot of that, obviously, is about identity and heritage and culture and roots into those things Uh, and to bring people with you you need to be able to they need to be able to understand your story I think that's true of any kind of art form yeah absolutely and put it in the context of Amora Vore you know this first uh, food festival in Ibiza and I wonder if you can pack a punch better when you bring a food festival to a place like Ibiza which already has a story Mm. Ibiza is a wonderful island if I'm honest I spent my 20s avoiding Ibiza because I knew it to be one kind of thing so what's been great for me about this experience as well is learning how rich and diverse the food culture is here and what amazing ingredients they have on the island and how many amazing chefs are here doing great things Um, so yeah I mean this island it needs a new story in terms of its tourism and food is a great absolutely and you know hashtag authentic Ibiza (laughs) it's telling a new story when you're using food festivals and the storytelling of Ibiza to influence the way people eat and to think more widely about where their food comes from and you know all the things that you talk about cultural appropriation when you're talking about West African food maybe it's not such a whimsical thing to do a sustainable food festival if it's opening up people's eyes and ears to new stories of food. I think that, you know, banging the drum for sustainability, provenance, all that kind of stuff, organic even, vegan even, all that sort of stuff, it's kind of, you know, we've done that this year. Next year, maybe it is those bigger stories about food justice and and ownership and heritage. 
Well, I mean, I don't think it's necessarily a case of moving from one to another because that's where we get into that dangerous zone of trends and fashion, what's fashionable to talk about. I mean, sustainability and providence, they should always be on the table. It's just that how do we link those conversations or weave them in even to, to these other things? Um, because, look, anyone involved in the food industry now has to have all of these things on their mind constantly. Anyone who consumes food has to. Why this forum or has been interesting to be part of is because it is very much conversation led I'm not sure that anyone else in the UK would have given me an hour to bang my drum <laughs> about cultural appropriation so having that space in this amazing location with these big ideas being interwoven around that has been fantastic and I really can see this being a destination festival for many years to come and there were lots of speakers given time over the weekend to talk about their passions from East by West author Jasmine Hemsley on Living La Vida Veda to the great vegan debate with Tracy Worcester of Farms Not Factories and Cabrito's James Wetlaw who appeared on the July episode of the Delicious Podcast Amore Vore is the brainchild of Jenna Ansel, who's worked with the likes of the Secret Garden Party and Wilderness, and Boris Buono of Ibiza Food Studio, and former Noma chef, where thinking about the bigger picture of food is written into the menu. He explained how sustainability and the ethics and politics of food were the original drivers of Amore Vore. These were the, the, the main pillars in our conversation. More and more people in Ibiza getting more and more connected because we all wanted to go in the same direction. So that the festival is happening now is also because it's the perfect storm. And you've seen from some of the talks here that there's come a maturity into some of the restaurants here. And uh, there's come a maturity into uh, farmers and farming and organic. And Because when I came here in the beginning, the, the produce was here, but they were very difficult to find. Now they're coming more out in the open. And... And we are all fighting for the good food and for our stomach um, in, in all our different restaurants and projects and what else we're doing. And this is a great platform for us to, to meet and also get some really inspiring people from the outside to come and see what we're doing and come and we can come to, uh, to, to them and understand what they're doing through their tours. Yeah. So that has been really good. Now, you haven't heard many Ibithinkan voices so far, the local voices of Ibiza. And it's true that Amoravore is, like the island community, a melting pot of immigrants who came to soak up its hippie vibes and stayed. Victor Gouache, owner of top restaurant Aubergine and stunning spa hotel at Zaro, which was home to many of the speakers and festival goers over the weekend, was born not just in the island, but actually in that lobby where I met him. For him, hashtag Authentic Ibiza is much more than the island's latest trend. This place, it means a lot to me, is my life, because I was born here, This I grew up here till I was a kid. Then this this place is, and all my, my in fact, my brother, my father, my grandfather, and my great-grandfather was born here also. That's amazing. And we're sitting surrounded in this beautiful lobby area. Uh, the, the old farmhouse that you, you were brought up in has been restored. We're looking at photographs of your grandparents and your my father crushing the grapes yeah. there. This is a working farm. Yes, this was the farm of the family. Those days when I was a kid, it was an organic farm already because, in fact, they grew up the vegetables, the fruits, the oranges, the lemons, and they they sell the excedent of the production to the, to the local market. Yeah. So you've watched the storytelling of Ibiza. You've watched the White Isle go from that naturally organic place full of farms, full of people like your parents, 
through the dance revolution <laughs> <laughs> to, yeah. to now. There's a push to, to bring it back to its, itself, its own identity in, in a way. How does that feel to you to watch that story come full circle? Well, I was born in the '65, in the in in the '70s when I was a kid. All this area was full of hippies. My grandmother was dressed as the lo- a local uh, old ladies here with the dress, till the, the all the dress down, and it was my, my family was very traditionally Bicenco, and all the environment all around with the hippies living in the house. They rented the house all around the countryside. It was very special. The '70s was was quite unique. The 80s started already the, the more uh, all the, the mass tourism in different places of the island. Then it was a big change with, the, the, with the, the music. And the beautiful people. And the beautiful people, the, the beautiful. Jade Jaggers, the Linda yeah. Evangelista. Correct. I mean, the, the 80s and the 90s, I mean, the, the, the harbour in Ibiza was the most beautiful people in the, in the world <laughs> were there. Then the Ibiza has been moving... And adapting to the to the to the to the time, and now we are again in a new transformation. I think Iazaro is being part of this of this transformation of the island. Yeah, going back even further before the beautiful people came here, and the the hippies you're talking about, the, it was a, an island where post Franco, a lot of the European uh, minority groups, the Jews, gay people, the artists, the people who'd been driven out by the fascists, yeah. they all came to Ibiza. Well, Ibiza is, is in this period of, the, of our history, Ibiza was very tolerant. Ibiza, the people of Ibiza, in fact, is very tolerant. In fact, I have a, next to, to this house, I had my, my uncle's uh, house, was the, the sister of my grandmother. And she was dressed as the local Ibicencos. And she was rented to some, some, some girls from, from California, uh, hippies that were living there. And they were naked all day long. And my mother was, uh, was saying to, to, to her, but do you don't feel comfortable? Well, she said, the, the, first, the, the first day I feel a little bit uncomfortable. But now I envy them. I would like to be, to be <laughs> naked all day like them in the garden everywhere. Then, but, the, but for them, never was a frustration or say, please don't dress like this, dress up. No, no, no. It was, they, they accepted very yeah. nicely. Uh, and this was the mentality here. Yeah. Very tolerant, very open. That's what I think probably was the success that the hippie established here, no? Yeah, absolutely. And the minorities of everything. Yeah, and that very open culture allows things to change organically as well. Yeah. Now, the, the food festival, Amore Vore, uh, yeah. is, is very much about sustainability. It's about uh, raising questions about how we should be eating. Uh, we ate yesterday at Aubergine. Uh, you've got wild beets up the road. These are banging the drum for some seriously good alternative ways of eating i had yeah. your lovely buddha bowl yesterday my husband had the truffle oil risotto i mean these are vegan uh, dishes i know that aubergine isn't just vegan it's not, it's but, not, yeah. but there's some very interesting creativity going on with ethical food choices i think there is there is a movement and a conscious that it has to be because i mean what is going on around around us with all this kind of illness cancers, all these things. I think food is a big part of us. And we have to be conscious how we produce it and what we eat. And I think this conscious is starting to be uh, 
more and more every day in, more in, in most of our people around us. The aborigine is completely following the strict, strict rules of what kind of food we can serve or how to produce it. Yeah. And, it, and, and you're literally sitting within the vegetable garden yeah. itself. I mean, you're a couple of feet away from the food where it was picked from. It's, do you feel that you know, the offer here, that Ibiza is offering a place where people can come and associate well-being with pleasure? I think so. I think so. I think, well, at least we try. We try to be mm, the most complete as possible because uh, in Azaro for next year, we are planning to do an, an amazing organic um, garden with vegetables and fruits. Like a, it will be like a 30,000 square meters of a garden. And with this, we, we pretend to, to produce enough for here, for Alzaro, for Alzaro Beach, and for Operation. So you'll be self-sufficient? It will try. As, the, as, as we can, I will try. Obviously not with uh, meat or fish, but with vegetables, I think will be probably 90 or 95%. Cliff Grubin runs one of the island's most exciting vegan restaurants, Wild Beats, and refused to take part in the food festival because it included meat in its feasts. I asked him if the beautiful people who come to eat his Buddha bowls and flavour-packed vegan treats get the politics behind the menu. All of them, no. I mean, you have plenty of people who just come walking in and uh, reading the menus and, and ask, where, where's the chicken? Others come here because they know it is cruelty-free. They know we don't have any uh, animal products whatsoever. Some try it on for size. It is, apparently, this is the new black. What about you? I mean, you're very political about this. You kind of... It's really where your heart is, isn't it? It's about, number one, the animal rights issues behind it of not needing to kill another species. But it all links into the political side of the choices we make, why we make those choices, the education. We, we've been served lies that have shaped our eating habits for, for decades now. And the truth is we, we don't have to do that anymore. I think there's enough science out there and peer-reviewed studies that prove that you don't need to eat animals. You don't need to kill an, another species in order to survive. Plant-based food tastes delicious. You're not bound by this idea that you know vegetarian food or vegan food is really brown rice with overcooked vegetables, like, like a lot of people believe it was. Yeah. At the end of the festival, I caught up with Boris again to ask him if authentic Ibiza at Amoravore was just another of Ibiza's trends, or if it was here to stay. The authentic Ibiza, yes. I mean, I think it's a global trend. And Ibiza has, has demonstrated, as you said, being on the forefront with the new story for, for, for many, many years. But I think this is, this is not a story. This is a, a, a living form. And I see more and more people here in Ibiza Who's 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 li- walking the walk and talking the talk and actually start living this this way of life, mm. myself included. Uh, this was my long time dream uh, to live on this perfect farm and growing my own vegetables and and feeding my guests with things I've produced myself. I get people from everywhere. They come from Hong Kong. They come from New York. They come from 
mainland Spain, they come from Denmark, where I'm from, and that diversity, uh, that audience, it's it's very unique. We have exploited this island too much, and of and we have taken out of the res- resources without giving anything back to the island. But it seems like tables are turning and more and more people see that you need to put something in your soil to be able to harvest it and you need to fertilize uh, communities and and connect and stronger we stand better together and thanks to the chill out summer vibes by hero board i'll be back next week with a look at the israeli food craze in london at honey and co i'll see you then Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hold up. What was that? 
Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.